1: welcome in to the phnx suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings sportsbook app america's top rated sportsbook app don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review i'm lindsey smith and today i am joined by espo and gerald borgay guys how you doing today
0: I am great because the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. <laughs> Got to get out of the way early. Smart.
2: <laughs> I'm also doing great for the very same reason. It's been uh, it's been a great week. The Suns are 10 and 0 in their last 10 games, and we just had some recently cool uh, news that was announced like right before we hopped on the pod.
1: Yeah, so Chris Paul has officially won Western Conference Player of the Week. Yay, congratulations (laughs) to the point (laughs) guard. We got to make our own sound effects on this one because Shane's not with us. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, a pretty amazing week for Chris Paul. Gerald, I know you've got the numbers for us, but in addition to all of that, just the fact that he's been able to put up those numbers and play the amount of minutes that he has played at such a high level at this age of basketball is unreal.
2: Yeah, he, I mean, Chris Paul has been great this week. And I remember it was only a few weeks ago that, um, you know, a couple of us were wondering if Chris Paul was, you know, starting to decline a little bit. Well, I guess not because like uh, he just averaged 22.3 points, 12.8 assists, 7.6 rebounds per game over the last week. The Suns went 4-0, and of course. And I think he shot like 54% from the field, 59% from three. So he was just fantastic over the last week and uh, pretty cool to see him win this honor. Devin Booker was also a nominee for the award. So we got two sons in the running there, but uh, not in the starting all-star backcourt. So that's interesting.
1: Heyo!
0: let me just say this. Sorry to interrupt Lindsay. but Gerald, we don't have to hide it When you say some of us were wondering if Chris Paul was washed. You mean, Saul was wondering if Chris Paul was washed. And, uh, you, know, we don't have to we don't have to sugarcoat it for him. he was wondering that. And then two weeks later is declaring him the best son's point guard ever. So so we know where where that is.
1: I feel like I'm sensing a theme here. Like every time Saul, has a little bit of concern or says something a little more negative towards a the player, they tend to go off. Maybe we should have him do it more often.
0: Look, that's why <laughs> I'm so great on this show, is because he always goes off on me and that just fuels me every day. <laughs> Amazing.
1: <laughs> uh, Chris Paul, yeah. So just playing out of his mind right now, in his last two games, he's had 33 assists and only four turnovers. Like, it's just so impressive to, and like, how lucky are we to be able to watch him night in and night out on our favorite team and just get to take all of this in? Because we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, just when you don't get to watch a player every single night or every single game they play, you kind of miss out on some of the nuances of their game, some of the things that really make them elite just because it's easy to miss because they may not be flashy or highlight-worthy as far as social media standards. Yeah,
2: Yeah. it's – I mean, what Chris Paul and Devin Booker are doing in the backcourt, is, and we've talked about how they kind of take away some of their MVP shine, but that even goes as far as just kind of like what you're talking about, Lindsay, the nightly highlight reel-type conversation because they're just so efficient. It's not always flashy. I think last night we got a couple of really – neat Devin Booker highlights down the stretch where he hit those two big threes um, and Chris Paul was saying you know that's I'm happy to have this guy on my team for that reason because if you double him you know you're, you're it's an insult to me you're leaving me open if you double me good luck defending Devin Booker one-on-one and they've got guys like Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson who can beat you off the dribble and get to the basket or hit three so it's a really pick your poison type scenario and when you have the clutchest backcourt in the NBA, and we can easily call them that. You have to pick your poison, and then the Suns are just poisoning teams left and right this season.
0: Did you see that play where Chris Paul came down and had to go around like not his own back? I, I believe it was his own teammate's back. He had to go like <laughs> push the ball around him, get it to his other hand. Like he's otherworldly when he's when he's locked in like this. He makes the absurd look look normal. And I think that's part of it as well is, you know, sure, it he doesn't have these big highlights because a lot of the times it just feels normal with what Chris Paul does. He goes between a guy's leg. Nah, that's just Chris Paul. You know, he pulls something like he did last night. Ah, that's just Chris Paul because we've become so numb to expecting the extraordinary from him. And it's amazing how far we've come because three years ago, We were talking about a roster that had G League point guards, you know, before uh, before that bubble season. We were talking replacement uh, way below replacement kind of point guards. Tyler Ulysses of the world, uh, Isaiah Kanans, those kind of guys, Alfred Payton being your starting point guard. Like that was what we were talking about in Phoenix. And now we're back to where we're so used to being having a an elite level point guard leading the show.
1: I think it's yeah. funny that you mentioned like between the legs. I feel like in years past, if you got to witness one nutmeg in a season, that was great, right? Like <laughs> just seeing one was amazing. I How many have we seen from Chris Paul this year alone? Like four?
2: At least, at least four.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like it's an every game kind of thing. Like once a month, he's like, ah, let me just. Let me just show off a little bit here. <laughs>
0: Let me just Hilarious. eviscerate an opponent and make them look like uh, they've been spayed and or neutered. Like <laughs> it's just it's so it's so ridiculous, but it, it it's so much fun. Like, it really I just, is, though. And we're, we're spoiled right now, and I'm okay with that because <laughs> we were punished for a decade.
1: Yes. All right, gentlemen. So we're going to go into a little bit of a sun's buffet, if you will, because we're having a season. It's the best way to put it a season. And there are so many different stats around this team right now that it's so easy to kind of gloss over a few of them. So let's kind of just talk about a couple of the stats that this team has accomplished thus far this year. So first and foremost, Phil Jackson once shared that his theory is that teams who reach 40 wins before 20 losses are legitimate title contenders. Well, the Phoenix Suns decided to take that up a notch. And last night, of course, they reached their 40th win of the season, but they did it before reaching 10 losses this season. Now, per Elias, the Suns are one of seven teams to do that in the past 10 years. So the Golden State Warriors have done it three times. The Atlanta Hawks, San Antonio Spurs, and Milwaukee Bucks have also done it once. And then, of course, now the Phoenix Suns so some pretty impressive uh pretty impressive wins for the sun so far this season
0: yeah i mean they were only four shy of the the best record through uh through 50 games four losses or four wins shy uh so it's crazy the pace that they're on what they've been able to do and just how efficient they've looked in doing it in a season where it's it, despite what people on online want to tell you in particular on nba twitter that the suns haven't dealt with injuries they've been so lucky you know they've got a horseshoe up their ass uh, you know i think it's more those people have their heads up their ass is what's going on because this team has dealt with injuries have dealt has dealt with covid their starting lineups barely played i think it's like 24 games together the complete starting lineup so uh, overall this has not been an easy trek in that way. And yet they just keep finding a way every way every night to uh to keep things close and, and close it out in the end. It's been it's been spectacular to watch.
2: Right. And I, I think that's what people miss when they talk about the injury thing with the Suns, too, is like you look at other teams, and yes, they have like notable guys that have been out for most of or all of the season, but At some point, you kind of adjust to even star players being gone. And that's not to say they're a better team without them, but you adjust and you adapt and you move on. The Suns haven't even had the luxury of being able to do that with the guys that have been in and out because it's just been like a rotating wheel of significant starters or key players or bench guys that have been in and out of the lineup. So the way that they've been able to constantly adapt, to constantly plug up holes uh, is really impressive. You know, they, they haven't had like Devin Booker miss a ton of time. Chris Paul has played every game, Mikhail Bridges, but like they've had so many key guys in and out of the lineup. It's been hard to, for most teams, it would be hard to like establish chemistry that way, but this team just doesn't seem to have that problem. So in a way that's a different type of impressive to me.
1: Not to completely derail us here, but Espo and I talked about it a little bit last night. Gerald, how concerned are you with the uh, Landry Shamit potential injury from last night's game as far as who might fill those minutes if he does have to miss any time?
2: Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned with that because, you know, obviously we've talked about Landry Shamit struggles and he hasn't been playing well. He had that nice game against the Timberwolves the other night, but then last night it was kind of right back to square one. But you need somebody to fill those backup guard minutes. You know, like campaign is out. He's not going to be reevaluated for probably another week, I think, uh, based on the initial timeline they gave us. And then Landry Shamit, if that ankle sprain is serious, we still got like, I think nine games left before the All Star break or something like that. So, you know, you need somebody to fill those minutes. It's not Alfred Payton. That's not the guy you want there. And you don't want to be playing Chris Paul, you know, 35 to 40 minutes every night leading up to the All-Star break the way that the Suns have been lately. Uh, Same deal with Book. So I'm hoping that this week that A, Shamit's injury is not serious, and B, you know, if you have to lose a couple games because you're managing those guys' minutes, that's not the end of the world. You've already secured the All-Star thing for Monty Williams, which is something that the Suns wanted to do. You're three and a half games ahead of the Warriors still for the one seat out West. I don't think you want to give that team a lot of ground. You don't want to, you know, ruin everything that you've worked so hard for in this last week or two before the all-star break, but like, you need to dial it back a little bit. So hopefully Shamit's injury isn't serious because if it is, it's going to make it hard for you to limit those guys' minutes a little bit.
1: Yeah, you definitely don't want to run everybody into the ground because you want to keep them at least somewhat fresh for the playoffs.
0: Yeah, but I also no. don't want to watch Landry Schammett play, or excuse me, uh, Alfred Payton play major minutes either. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm torn here. Uh, yeah, maybe it is time for uh, sticks at the one just uh just for entertainment value. If you're gonna if you're gonna throw a game to, to give some minutes uh, some guys a rest, at least make it entertaining, right?
1: Hey Gerald, you'll love this. Last night Saul was on our chat and he said, "Okay, okay, I admit it. Sticks is a four and a half."
2: <laughs> okay, he's <laughs> coming okay. over. If we round right. up four and a half, you round it up to five. So Saul is basically <laughs> siding with us now. <laughs> we got it. We win. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him.
1: <laughs> <Hey-oh>. <laughs> All right. Who wants to take us down onto our next uh, nugget of information here on our son's buffet?
0: I can, I can go to the next one. The sun's now have double digit win streaks to their two different double-digit win streaks this season. In the last 25 years, there have only been five teams that posted multiple double-digit win streaks within the first 50 games of the season. The 2006-7 Suns, those seven seconds or less Suns, uh, and this year's squad are two of those five teams. The other teams are the 06-07 Mavs, the 08-09 Celtics, and the 10-11 Spurs. And that's from our friend, Bob Adlock of Suns Productions. So uh, that's a fun, fun stat when you're one of only five teams to do something in the last 25 years, a quarter of a century.
1: Yeah, completely impressive. And, and I mean, I know we just talked about having potential injuries to deal with leading up to the all-star break, but Gerald, as you mentioned, there are nine games remaining for the Suns before that all-star break. If they happen, To win all nine of them, they would break another franchise record for the longest win streak in franchise history, which would just be insane.
2: Yeah, I mean breaking, I mean tying it once was incredible, and then to just break it a couple weeks later would be really impressive. Um, Looking at that stat, I'm hoping it's not indicative of playoff success, though, because if you look at those (laughs) those other those other teams that were on there, I think the only one that actually Went on to win the title was the 0-9 Celtics. So, um, hopefully, the 2022 Suns are able to add another championship to that uh, five or sixteen little category. There. Well,
0: and that Mavericks team's the team that lost to the uh, yes, <laughs> believe Warriors in the first round, of four to two. So that's not a team you want to follow, uh, follow in their footsteps in in any way. That's a that's a little unnerving. To think about it, and that team finished sixty-seven and fifteen on the year. So on the the other one, uh the 10-11 Spurs also lost in the first round to the Memphis Grizzlies, uh. Right. 42. So that's like you're looking at which was I believe the grit and grind grizzlies. Yes. So uh yeah, that's a little uh it, that's a little unnerving when two of those five went down in the first round. Yes. Hey, I'm sure hey, it's let, just us, just coincidental. let us have
1: this. Yeah. Just, just let us have this. Hush with all your history, you two. <laughs> all
0: right. Um, it's all right, though. That Suns team, they won the championship after Robert Ori tried to hip check Steve Nash and missed. So everything's good there. At least the other Suns team won a title.
1: <laughs> all right, Gerald, what do you have for us today?
2: Yeah, so the first one, uh, by Matt Williams of ESPN, the Suns have now recorded a win percentage of 90 or better in two calendar months this season. November, they went 16-0, and didn't lose a single game. January, they went 13-1, and which is almost 93% win percentage. Um, and no other team this season has done it once. The Suns have done it twice. So that's pretty impressive, the way that they've been able to string together these calendar months just without losing games or just racking up the wins, despite guys being in and out of the lineup. Pretty impressive stuff.
0: Is there anything you guys do 90 plus percent of the time? Right. Because <laughs> I can't think of anything that's that I, that I do that's as successful as November and January. for the. Oh, Sox.
1: I got it. I pick really good restaurants to eat at. <laughs> I definitely 90%. have a, I definitely have a 90% like positive rate as far as picking good restaurants. Totally. It's oh very rare that I go to a restaurant and I'm like, yeah, that was just not it. Yeah, I've
0: never I've never had a bad suggestion from Lindsay in a restaurant. I will <laughs> I will go with that. Um
1: I don't know um, if that's a flex sure. or not, but it is. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs>
0: I think I'm yeah, I, I, I think bad puns I hit at a 90% clip. I think maybe <laughs> that's maybe that's something I do.
1: I don't know. You and Gerald are both up there. You guys are both pretty <laughs> high up there as far as the puns and all of that stuff kind of goes. I always love you guys going back and forth between one A and one B. I'm like, man, <laughs> you guys just are so clever.
0: Can I admit something? Like mm. and this is this is gonna pain me to say this out loud, but is it all right if I share this on the show? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Gerald, I watch you on Twitter and I go, man, I forgot that this is a young man's game. And I used to be at that level. And now I'm just broken down and old. And I like, you know, I, it's like when when the son finally can beat the dad at, at one-on-one, but the dad still gets off a good shot or two during the oh. game. That's where I'm at. <laughs> I know once a week I can like hit one and it, and it looks improbable, but... <laughs> Man, you were the one shooting at a 90% clip on that, and it, it makes me feel old, but but proud that the new generation is kicking my ass now.
2: So. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, Espo. I have to give a shout out to A, you for setting the example from the start, and B, my parents, because when you grow up with my parents, the dad jokes are constantly flying, so I got most of my skills from them, unfortunately. <laughs>
1: That's I <feel> amazing. <laughs> All right. Moving right on along. According to ESPN stats and information research, the Suns became the first team in NBA history to go 8-0 or better on the road in multiple calendar months in a single season. Another very interesting accomplishment for this Phoenix Suns team. And honestly, a lot of these, I feel like it's just when you win so many games, it's inevitable that you're going to get a bunch of these random Like accolades or stats, because you're winning so many games. I mean, they're forty and nine right now. Obviously, they're going to have a bunch of win streaks and uh, months without losses.
0: Yeah, it's. it's, I laugh when we do our predictions before for the pregame show because I'm like. Nobody ever picks against the Suns. And then I look at it and I go, there's a reason for that. We went almost (laughs) two full months without a loss. Like that there's a reason you don't pick against this team uh, or very rarely do uh, in terms of it. And so, I mean, well, it does sound surprising that, oh, wow, that's another, you know, month with that many road victories without a loss. Then you also go, the math adds up, though, when you're 40 and nine, it's bound to happen, you know?
2: Yeah, and and just to put that road record in perspective, you know, going 8 and 0 on the road in two separate calendar months. Like the Suns are 19 and 4 on the road. That's better than every other team's home win percentage except for the Warriors. They're the only team that better has a better home record than the Suns' away record, which is insane. Okay. <laughs> that's that incredible. is nuts. I'll yeah. say that. That is nuts. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, we've been saying it up for literally his entire career. Devin Booker loves playing on the road. Yes. He so really that's probably does. rubbed off a lot on some of his teammates too, you know.
0: Just yeah. Which makes me worry because you're going to have home court advantage if you make the finals again, <laughs> if you keep this up. Maybe maybe they should uh, you know, slip behind one of the East teams so you can uh, get more road games than home games, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, yes, but no, because we want to have them here so we can go watch yeah. them play, you it, know?
0: It didn't, it didn't really work sword. out for the Cardinals. You know, everybody's like, oh, they're going on the road. They're the best road, one of the best road teams, and then they got jack-stomped in the first round of the playoffs. So I guess be careful what you wish for.
1: Fair, but and as much as I love the Cardinals and I'm disappointed in the way that their season ended, I don't know that these two teams are on the same level.
0: No, no hopefully not the same trajectory. That would uh, yeah. yes. mean a major backslide in the second half of the season.
1: Yes. <laughs> all right, Gerald. I think you have one last little nugget for our Suns buffet here.
0: Yeah, we we talked
2: about it a little bit at the beginning when we were talking about book and and Chris Paul in the clutch. But some of these clutch stats need to be out there. So, okay, so first of all, the Suns are 19 and three in games involving crunch time scenarios, which, according to NBA.com, that is when the score is within five points in the last five minutes of regulation or overtime. So in clutch scenarios, Suns are 19-3, and 3, which is the NBA's best win percentage. They're shooting 59.7% from the floor in the clutch, which is a full 6.7 percentage points ahead of second uh, the second-best team. They are also averaging 2.1 assists, which is best in the league. They are also plus 3.5 in those scenarios, which you guessed it, best in the league. And then if you look at Devin Booker and Chris Paul, the guys who are leading that charge, Booker is 19 for 29 in the clutch, which is about 66% shooting. He's a plus 56 and has scored 54 points in just 53 minutes of crunch time. Chris Paul is 18 for 32, which is about 56% shooting. He has 23 assists, which I think is the most in the league. He's plus 81 in 69 minutes and has scored 60 points in those 69 minutes. So those numbers are absolutely batshit insane <laughs> for two guys to be sharing the, the backcourt together. Um, you know, the Suns have a lot of guys that can make plays in the clutch, and, and it's something Chris Paul has talked about. You know, him and Book, yes, but even the other guys can beat you. Cam Johnson, Mikael Bridges, uh, DA and their bigs when they're rolling hard and freeing things up for everybody. It's just insane how much better this team is when it's a close game with five minutes or less. And we we talked about the fourth quarter Suns a lot too, but they are just absolutely insane at executing and trusting each other and knowing where to be on both ends when the game is on the line. And you know, that bodes really well for the playoffs.
0: Yeah. I mean, everybody knows my proclivity, uh, for, I guess, negativity. I'll just say it that way where I don't buy into, or I don't believe in the hype of something, there's no way not to believe in the hype of, of this team and the way that they close games out, the things that they do, the little things that they're able to do so much better than everybody else in the NBA. We are looking at, you know, the, the only thing that could really derail this team, knock on wood, touch metal, whatever your, whatever your <laughs> superstition is, is injury, right? Because they are just that good. They, they know how to play together. They know how to get the most out of each other. It is unbelievable. And these stats just, just make that crystal clear that there is nothing fluky about this. No matter who wants to say last year was a fluke or the playoff run was a fluke or the beginning of this year is a fluke. No, statistically, it's all right there in front of you. This is not a fluke. This is the best team in the NBA because they're doing the little things right.
1: Absolutely. All right. Well, there is your Suns buffet. Hopefully that filled you up quite a bit. Wanted to highlight some of the cool things that the Suns have been able to accomplish this season so far. All right. So the moment we've all been waiting for since September is finally here. And in honor of the big game, DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56 is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. Now, if you're not a new customer, you can still experience Super Bowl 56 with same-game parlay. So as we all know, with those, you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. And the more legs you add, the more money you can win. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code PHNX, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Now, just a reminder, that is 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See com slash sportsbook for details.
0: Gerald, have have Cam Johnson or Mikhail Bridges talked at all about bet, betting on this Super Bowl against each other? I know you talked to them briefly last night about this, but this seemed prime for a good friendly wager.
2: Yeah, we haven't asked about betting just yet, but I'm sure they'll, I mean, they do have two weeks to figure out what they want to bet on, but I'm sure there's going to be some type of bet because Ish Wainwright was even saying he's a Chiefs fan. And so we had asked him before the Bengals game Ah, uh, the Chiefs Bengals game. Whether he was going to bet, and he was like, "No, nah, I'm not much of a better. But if they make the Super Bowl, I'll definitely have some wagers with some of the guys and put like fifty bucks down or something." So, I can only imagine with those two, <laughs> the way they're basically the twins on this team, they've they've got to have something that they're they're cooking up.
1: Yeah, I feel like whoever's team loses, the other one's going to end up showing like during walk-ins to a game wearing the opponent's jersey or something.
0: Oh, I. I think they're going to come up with something even more embarrassing. I I have faith in the twins to find ways to uh, to punish each other. I'm sure. <laughs> oh, <what laughs> you know, one thing I don't gamble with, guys, though, my health. Right, mm. and I am very excited to tell everybody about one of our newest partners here on the PHNX Sun Show. It's Athletic Greens, and I decided to take Athletic Greens, and, and I actually and and. People in the office can attest. I was looking at subscribing to Athletic Greens before I even knew we were going to get a partnership with them because I was looking for a way to better my health, give me better energy, to give me all the vitamins and nutrition that I needed in my day. And, you know, because I'm trying to lose this weight, like we've talked about, I'm trying to live a healthier life because I got a five-year-old and I want to be around for a long time. And I I decided athletic greens was what I was going to want to try. And it's really easy. It's one scoop every day. And it's a delicious scoop of athletic and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, just everything you need to start your day right. And these are things that I'm not—I wasn't getting any other way because I was not eating, you know, a million vegetables in a day or taking a million, uh, you know, vitamins or, or supplements in pill form or anything like that. And this I've—I've I've learned is the easiest and most successful way I've ever. Done this. I wake up in the morning, I go downstairs a scoop of the athletic greens I put it in the bottle they gave me I put in 12 ounces of water and I down that bad boy and literally within an hour or two I'm feeling energy like I have not felt before I feel like I could go run Monty Williams offense I'm not saying I could run it effectively just that I could actually run around as part of it not actually play basketball well this isn't it's not that like superhero kind of powder or something but it, it is good and you know it supports mental clarity and alertness It rec- it's recommended by professional athletes. Obviously, I'm not one of those. I'm just a guy that talks about professional athletes, what recommending it. And it's cheaper than getting all your different supplements yourself, which is key because A, I'm lazy. I don't like to go all over the place to find things like this. And B, I'm cheap. So it helps. So to make make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs With your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash suns. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash suns to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate nutrition insurance.
1: All right, guys. Well, last night we got a good dose of Ish Wainwright as a small ball center on this Phoenix Suns team. And in his 20 minutes off the bench, he notched a career high 10 points. He had two rebounds, two blocks, one assist, and a steal. All while shooting four of eight from the field and two of three from deep. Gerald, we'll start with you because Espo and I talked a little bit about this last night. Just thoughts on how Ish was able to have such an impact on this team last night.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is is kind of the things that we've talked about with this team all season. The way that they take that next man up mentality that every team talks about very seriously. And they actually have the pieces to do it. You know, Ish Wainwright is a guy who's on a two way contract. He's shooting like 39% from the field this season. (laughs) He's averaging like two points in eight minutes a game. Like, he's not a guy that is going to go in there and fill up the stat sheet, but he really did a lot of the little things last night. And I think that last, I don't want to jump the gun here, but that game against the Spurs was kind of a microcosm of what the Suns. Could use either from him or from someone they acquire at the trade deadline because we've talked about needing someone to fill that Tory Craig role. Um, you know, a guy like Craig or Robert Covington. If Ish Wainwright can play consistently like he did last night, if the Suns need to go small, they have somebody who can actually do that, which is wild to say about a guy who's six foot five and playing on a two way deal. But he was really good and he legitimately. That lineup with him at the five legitimately swung the game because the Suns were down by 12 at the end of the third quarter. And then they immediately went on that 15 to 2 run to start the fourth. They outscored San Antonio 36 to 19 in the final 12 minutes. Um, and Wainwright basically played the last 16 or 17 minutes of the game without checking out. So that was really impressive to me. And it's cool because, you know, Ish Wainwright's a great guy. Like he's just easy to talk to, he's super nice. Like every time the media walks into practice, he will always turn around in that corner where he's shooting and like say hello to us in the middle of a shooting (laughs) drill. Like he's super easy to root for, but that extends to him being a good teammate and him being a sponge and being receptive and putting in the work like we hear these guys talk about so often. So it's cool that Monty and the rest of these guys are telling him to shoot it, you know, from the bench when he's got an open look. They're telling him to be confident. Jay Crowder is telling him, you know, Ish joked last night. He was like, he was asked, when did you think that Monty was going to sub you back out? Like, when did you realize that you weren't coming out of the game? And he was like, the last time out was when I realized because he's used to being subbed out. He's not used to playing such long minutes, especially late in a close game. But he said Jay Crowder was telling him like, bro, sit down. Like you're with like on the bench with the guys that are in sit on the bench listen and like be in there because you're not coming out. So it's really cool to see that from him. Um, And just the way that they were able to switch one through five really gave the Spurs problems because they were getting downhill. They were hitting a lot of tough twos. And then Ish Wainwright came into the game and totally changed the complexion
0: of it. Yeah, I mean, you did a great piece on gophnx.com today about it really breaking it down. And I just... I'm fascinated with it. And you heard a lot of comparisons last night to, to PJ Tucker when you saw mm. Ish Wainwright out there. And I used to call PJ Tucker, the garbage man because he did the little things, right. He went out there and he did the dirty work. I think I'm going to start referring to Ish Wainwright as the garbage truck because much bigger <laughs> build, right. You know, and he's just, he's just going to go out there. He's going to do the dirty things, but he's going to run you over as part of it too. Uh, so I'm I'm calling the garbage truck, but the thing that impresses me most is his wingspan, right? He may only be six, five, but he was able to guard guys that were bigger than him switch, which part of why they left him in was so they could switch one through five. Uh, you know, so, and which was kind of the point Kevin young and CP three were talking with Monty about in, in leaving him out there. And one of the reasons is that wingspan six, five, but he has a seven foot one and a half inch wingspan. So this guy is is very much like a Bismarck Biombo in that way. He's got an eight-inch differential between his wingspan and his height. Bismock has a 10-inch, but that makes a big difference. Because you can get those hands up, you can block a shot, even even though your height is is you know more of a, a guard swingman size. That length of the arms can keep him uh, involved defensively, both side to side and vertically, which was huge last night. And now I don't know if it how it plays out. I don't know if he, this is you know one of those a necessity thing, kind of like Jalen Smith was. Uh, about a month ago where get some minutes, have a little bit of success, but then kind of disappear back into the bench. Or if this is going to be something the Suns can use long-term because they, they need a person that can, can play small ball five, but is Ish Wainwright the guy that you put your chips in on? Do you convert him to a regular contract so we can play in the playoffs? Do you believe that much in him? I don't know. I need to see a lot more than just a, a 10 point outing like he had last night.
1: Well, I guess a lot of it, too, would come down to what is available around this trade deadline. Do you think that there is somebody out there that you could get that would be better than Ish Wainwright in those situations? And if the answer is no, then I think you do. If the answer is yes, of course, then you make the move. But at the end of the day, like if they don't make a move at the trade deadline that affects their ability to convert his contract, why wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, it's, that's the key question, Lins, is whether or not they can find that upgrade. Because I think last night, you know, the Suns have been able to play really well with their minutes at that five spot between DA, JaVale McGee, Bismack, and even Jalen Smith. Like, all four of those guys have come in and filled in remarkably well. Uh, Frank Kaminsky, before he got hurt, him too, but they don't have that kind of, guy that can move the ball from side to side, like a Dario Sharch, like a Frank Kaminsky anymore. They don't have that small ball five, like Dario Sharch or Tori Craig last night was kind of the first time that they've really needed to go small like that um, with, with an undersized five who can switch defensively. You know, they've had to do it a couple of times with Jay Crowder at the five because they literally didn't have an available center that night. Um, but in the playoffs, there might be situations that call for that. If they're having trouble stopping guys from getting to the rim um, you know, if if other teams are targeting switches against the sun's big men, it's not good that they have what, like five centers on the roster. And um, most of them are not typically switchable aside from DA. So I think at some point you might need to have that in your back pocket. I don't know if Ish Wainwright is that guy either, but Last night showed the importance of having a guy like that, what it can do when he is able to play that way. And it kind of calls into question, okay, if you don't get Tory Craig, if you don't get Robert Covington, if you don't get this other wing that can also spend time as a small ball five, I think you do need to strongly consider you know, turning that two-way contract into a regular contract so that he's eligible for the playoffs because two-way guys can't play in playoff games as of right now. Um, so I, I definitely think they need to consider that, especially because he's, you know, he's coming on strong. He's not the world's best three point shooter, but he hits a ton in practice. Um, like the guy is automatic, and and if you look at his shooting numbers, yes, he's three for nineteen on above the break threes, but he's six for ten in, from the corners, which is you know remarkably like PJ Tucker and Jake Crowder and these guys that he mentioned as as guys he's striving to play like. So. It is something to consider. I don't know that Ish Wainwright is the next PJ Tucker or Jay Crowder, but that's what he's trying to play like, and he's do he did a pretty good job last night. I I also need to see more of it, but it is interesting that I'm kind of intrigued to see more of it. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I'm not trying to to rain on the parade. I just I know also, you know, sometimes we go overboard uh, not the, the collectively yeah. not not us just on on small sample size theater now i want this guy to pan out if ish can can you know stick to those corner threes can do the little things then i think he'll stick around the league for a while a lot of people forget that pj tucker when uh and this was the one thing lance blanks did right when lance blanks found him over in i believe he's playing in germany the last place before coming to the NBA, I mean, he had been a flame out first round pick for the Toronto Raptors who had to go overseas and then came here as part of you know, that really weird, uh, you know, like, what was it? Michael Beasley, Gorin, kind of that odd team, Shannon Brown, Jermaine O'Neill, and kind of just came in as an as an afterthought piece and then really found his way when he started sticking to those corner threes playing tough uh, hard-nosed defense and I really hope that's Ish Wainwright's trajectory here that he that he just starts playing within himself and he and he gets to play long term I just I don't want to assume that that he's going to solve that that problem for the Suns after just a handful of games
1: well you know what it is Espo we're just all suckers for a really good storyline And that would make an amazing storyline if Ish Wainwright became that guy or showed up really big for the Suns in a moment of need during the playoffs. Like tell me Suns Twitter and all of us collectively wouldn't be the biggest cheerleaders in that moment for him. You know what I mean? Like we all just want, I feel good, amazing storyline. Kind of like what we had with campaign last year.
0: Of course. I, I, I mean, that's, that's why in part, why we watch sports is because it is that it is that drama. It's these great storylines that you find a way to to be able to root for
2: we We are pretty spoiled here because and we deserve it after the last you know Amen. decade or so. but we definitely have a plethora of guys to root for, and a lot of teams don't have that. And ish Wainwright is a very easy guy to root for because, like I said, he's one of the nicest. Um, just most authentic people on the team, everybody on the Suns raves about how he's such a good teammate, how he's a sponge, how he's easy to get along with. And, you know, you, we talk about small sample size theater. This is a major small sample size theater alert, but the Suns with Ish Wainwright at the five this season have outscored opponents by 70 points per 100 possessions. So not saying that's sustainable in any stretch, but... That is a pretty eye-popping number. Um, And I would love to see a little bit more minutes with him at the five, just to see if there is something there. Um, And again, this will all depend on what the Suns do at the trade deadline. But it is fascinating that he was able to hold his own and has been able to log some minutes as a small ball five, based on his experience overseas, where he played small ball four and small ball five quite a bit.
1: All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for... Checking in with us today, talking a little bit of Ish Wainwright and uh, just dropping some Suns nuggets here and there. I do want to remind everybody out there listening that children five and older are eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine. The vaccine is the best tool we have to reduce the chances of getting sick with COVID-19 and the COVID-19 vaccine can reduce the risk of being hospitalized or dying from the disease safe, free, and highly effective COVID-19 vaccines are available throughout Arizona. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccine for a location near you. With all of the sellouts that the Phoenix Suns are having recently here at home, we wanna make sure that we are keeping our fellow Suns fans safe as well as the team safe. So please consider um, getting vaccinated if you have not already. Once again, that's azhealth.gov slash find a vaccine. And if you want to read the article that Gerald was talking about that he wrote today about Ish Wainwright, just head on over to gophnx.com, become a member today. You get access to a bunch of exclusive things over there, like our members only discord and our members only discounts on our merchandise. Once again, that's gophnx.com. Gerald Espo, thank you again for tuning in. Hope you guys have a good day. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Lindsay Smith AZ. Gerald is at Gerald Bourget. And Espo is at Espo. Espo, send us home.
0: Just remember, numbers don't lie, but I do if it benefits me. Ahoy, <laughs> hoy.